Welcome again to the Business of Kush, the cannabis business podcast where your host, Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA, and his guests talk about all the business side of the cannabis industry, including accounting, finance, investing, and news of the day. If you're a cannabis business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for the dopest tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your cannabis business, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Chip Schweiger. Well, hi there, and welcome again to this week's episode of the Business of Kush podcast. If you're a new listener, a hearty welcome to what we think is quickly becoming one of the best business podcasts for cannabis entrepreneurs. And if you're a regular listener and subscriber, thanks for joining us again this week. Really happy that you're here. So I'm Chip Schwager, the Greenleaf CPA and a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance, and also the founder and managing member of a CPA firm that helps marijuana, hemp, and CBD businesses stay on the right side of tax, accounting, and compliance rules so that you can focus on growth. And because we're a firm that solely caters to the complex compliance needs of the cannabis community, we certainly understand the unique challenges you're facing. And hey, just a quick favor to ask again before we get started this week, if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or hit that bell icon on Spotify, that'd be a big help to get this podcast to more cannabis business owners. Now, I've included a link in the show notes that explains how to do this, and thank you in advance for being so awesome and for helping out. So I recently had a former client who started up a new venture, and and let me pause here for just a sec. One of the great things about entrepreneurs and why I enjoy working with them so much is they build one thing, they find success, and then they do it all over again. I mean, their desire and passion to build and grow great companies is just so impressive. I just love working with them. So back to my former client who is on company number two. She calls me the other day, super excited that she has been approached by a potential investor. And as I said, super excited So she asked me for some advice. And if you find yourself in a similar situation now or in the future, I'm going to give you the very same advice I gave her. Now, there are, of course, companies that don't raise capital and bootstrap. And while that's recommended if you can do it, it's really not feasible for most companies who want to invest in growth. Once you decide that the time has come to raise that capital, the worst thing you can do is to take the first check offered to you without doing your research. So here are four steps you can take when approached by an investor for your cannabis business. But before we get to them, if you're on the other side of the coin where you're the one approaching uh, potential investors, listen to episode number one about the 10 reasons investors say no to your cannabis business and episode number three about the secrets of raising capital for your marijuana, hemp, or CBD businesses before approaching an investor for your cannabis startup. Now, if and when, however, you get approached, I do this. Number one, ask yourself and potentially them why they want to invest in your company. This is actually, I think, the most crucial step that so many entrepreneurs don't understand. You get a call about someone wanting to write you a big check and you're flattered, and rightfully so. I get it. But not every investor is right for every company. Some investors have an appetite for early-stage companies, while others avoid them because of the high risk involved. Some investors avoid certain verticals in our industry and will never invest no matter how great the company is. 
Once they dig into the details, they may decide your company isn't right for them, or you may decide that they're not right for you. And especially if you're a social equity applicant, you got to approach these conversations at a measured pace because you have something that's very valuable and really is meant to be beneficial to you. So don't give it away until you understand why they want to invest in you. Now, these may be tough questions to ask, and you may worry about spooking an investor, but it's better to flesh this stuff out long before you spend a bunch of time and energy with the back and forth of negotiating a deal and getting your hopes up. And oh, by the way, ask about how they found out about you and what was it about you and your company that's attractive to them? Because as an entrepreneur, it's your job to critically ask the questions and understand what's in it for them and why your company, so you can do better understanding if this is a good opportunity for you and your company rather than just being good for them. So don't just jump at the offer until you've exercised a bit of skepticism because getting far down the path with the wrong investor or an investor that's really not serious makes you just frustrated, takes your eye off the ball, and wastes everyone's time. Okay, number two tip, study the portfolio of that investor and mainly for competitors. Now, once you've answered question number one, you're going to want to make sure that the investor approaching you doesn't already invest in a competitor of yours. The last thing you want is to send your confidential investor deck to someone who can give it to your biggest competitor. And I've seen this before. Think a non-disclosure agreement will protect you in these circumstances? Well, maybe it will, but there are so hard to prove, which makes them tough to enforce. Additionally, the chances of an investor deploying capital in two companies at the same time that are direct competitors are really slim to none. And it's your job to do that research and not get into the trap with that investors. All right, number three. Speak to other cannabis entrepreneurs or even mainstream entrepreneurs who have gotten capital from that very same investor. Now, this might be the most important step of all. Once you've entertained that first call, speak to CEOs who have raised money from that investor in the past. Some of the questions you're going to want to ask are, is the investor entrepreneur friendly? Does this investor provide value beyond a check? And when the going gets tough, does that investor step up or do they give up? It's a huge mistake to take money from someone who will make your life more difficult because being an entrepreneur is tough enough already as it is. The last thing you want is an investor who will make it even harder. I know you're flattered. I know that you want the money, but I'm telling you, if the chemistry isn't there, it's like any other relationship with a bad breakup. It can be a real shit show. All right, number four, research the investor using their social channels and search engines. So if the investor courting you has passed all the first three tests, now is the time to do some deeper research. Now, you don't have to agree with everything that that investor tweets about, but I recommend that you read what she puts out there just to make sure that there's a cultural fit. And remember, from our very first episode, This person is not just an investor, but they are going to be a partner for the whole journey of your cannabis business. So you're going to want to make sure that you two get along. We all read about these mega investment rounds and and we glorify raising capital, but I believe not enough attention is paid to the process of raising capital from the right person at the right time. 
So hopefully these tips will help you make the right long-term decision for your company rather than taking the quick money and getting into a rugged deal down the road when really getting a divorce will be expensive and time-consuming. Well, before we finish this week, our last segment, and this is the one that we call News of the Day. News of the Day. All right. Uh, let's see. Our first bit of news today comes from actually Cannabis Business Times, and it talks about Ohio receives more than 1,400 applications for only 73 new medical cannabis dispensary licenses. So the Ohio Board of Pharmacy received 1,463 applications for the state's 73 new cannabis dispensary licenses ahead of a November 18th application deadline. And regulars approved an increased number of medical cannabis retailers earlier this year, increasing the total number of dispensaries in the state from 57 to 130. Uh, You think? I mean, every state that we've seen where there's been legalized recreational and or medical uh, cannabis, there has been an explosion in consumer demand for dispensaries. So it makes sense that Ohio is on that track and has allocated more dispensaries. It's interesting, though, in Ohio, the Ohio Board of Pharmacy officially launched the application process for the new retail licenses on September 20th. And what the state officials did in Ohio was they split the state basically into 31 dispensary districts and chartered where the state's 56 operational cannabis retailers are located. And so winning applications for this next round Uh, will be selected through a lottery with applications randomly ordered in each dispensary district. Hopefully we don't have the same kind of issues that they had in the state of Illinois. But in Ohio, only the selected applications will undergo a vetting process to ensure that they meet the state's criteria in an effort to expedite the licensing process. So interesting new developments in Ohio. Uh, Also, Ohio regulators are allowing the state's medical cannabis cultivators to expand their operations as well to coincide with the increased number of dispensaries. So the expansion is going to allow Ohio's 20 licensed level one growers who can currently cultivate up to 25,000 square feet of cannabis. They can now grow up to 50,000 square feet and the state's 15 licensed level two growers who can currently cultivate up to 3,000 square feet, they're now able to grow up to 6,000 square feet of cannabis. So uh, keep your eyes on Ohio. Exciting things happening there, especially uh, in terms of the growth of that particular market. All right, the number two piece of news that I think is interesting is Aurora sponsors a cannabis amnesty to support the next phase of cannabis advocacy. So this actually comes to us from Canada, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, actually. Aurora Cannabis Company, a Canadian company focused on defining the future of the cannabinoid worldwide, announced a renewed sponsorship with Cannabis Amnesty in support of its advocacy work, calling for blanket pardons for all individuals for the offense of simple possession of cannabis in Canada. And the sponsorship will support not only Cannabis Amnesty's campaign to right these historical wrongs, especially in racialized communities, but also it will give an opportunity to over half a million Canadians who still have criminal records for simply possessing cannabis. uh, It will 
help them create meaningful or reduce the meaningful barriers that they have to work, to volunteering, and to travel. So I think uh, Aurora is doing something here that is, quite frankly, starting to take hold in a lot of countries that we see related to cannabis legalization. That is encouraging amnesty and removing those barriers for folks who, you know, simple possession. I mean, we're talking about basic decriminalization here, which is really, really important. Uh, All right. The third piece of news, which is actually uh, not directly related to the cannabis industry at all, but rather related to college football. So, but there is a tie in here. And, but if you're absolutely not a fan of college football in any way, it was great having you on the show this week and we'll see you next week. For everyone else, Have you seen the seismic shift in news that happened in college football today? I mean, what in the fuck happened? First, Lincoln Riley, who coached the Oklahoma Sooners to four consecutive Big 12 championships and three college football playoff appearances, accepted the head coaching job at the University of Southern California. Then, Brian Kelly, who is the winningest head coach in Notre Dame football history, essentially said, hold my beer and took the head coaching job at LSU. Now, both are huge, huge stories in college football, and now place OU and Notre Dame, who both lost their coaches, now places both of them on the clock, so to speak, to find new head coaches. Now, in full disclosure, I'm a proud graduate of USC, the fourth in my family to attend school there. Also, my daughter attended OU for a year, and I really like that university and the football program there, so a real loss for OU but a huge win for SC. And my son-in-law is a graduate of LSU. So we're all sitting around thinking tonight, did we just see what we really thought we saw? So why am I mentioning this on a cannabis business podcast? Well, other than it's pretty much all anyone can talk about in the college sports world right now, it shows the value of putting your head down, of working hard, and the rewards and big payoff will come. You've got to trust the process, though, and taking shortcuts won't get it done. So spend the time to build a great cannabis company, and at the right time, you'll reap the rewards. And especially to you trailblazers who have been working in the shadows in our industry for so long, you've been in the trenches, and legalization and legitimacy now have come. So just keep going. Keep grinding. Stay on the path of truth with a pure heart and a commitment to the plant, and you'll be just fine. Okay. And there you have it for this week's episode, and thanks for letting me blabber on about college football. A quick shout out also to my fellow Trojans with the Cannabis at USC group doing great work of students educating students on all things cannabis. Looks like we got us a great football coach now, folks. And if you want to follow them on Instagram, you can find them at Cannabis.USC. And hey, just a quick reminder that if you have specific questions, please drop us a note at thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. There's a form there for you to submit questions, or you can do it on social media with the hashtag bizofcush, and I and my guests will give you our thoughts live in future episodes. And also just one more quick reminder, if you're enjoying these episodes and getting value, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or hit the bell icon on Spotify. And with that, We're done for this week. Thanks again for your continued support of this podcast and look forward for you joining us again next week. We'll see you. 
You've been listening to The Business of Kush, the podcast for cannabis business owners, investors, and industry insiders. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also follow us on social media at at BizOfKush or visit us on the web at www.thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to The Business of Kush.